Okay, we are up to Daf Nun <coughs> Nun Nun Zion Amid Bays. Actually, Nun Chesim Aleph. Just to review what the Mishnah said, the Mishnah said that if an animal uh, slips into someone else's yard and it's an onus, and we'll talk about exactly the case today in, in today's Daf, because it was an onus of how he slipped and he damaged property when he fell, since so he fell onto strawberries. You have to pay, but you don't pay the full price of the strawberries. You just pay for what you would pay to replace, like if you were to buy cheap uh, tomatoes to put there. You just pay mashenenis, not mashahazeka. You pay a much smaller amount. The Gemara wanted to know, why did it say that it did? And then the Gemara said, Rav said, Adafka, that you damaged, that it destroyed the strawberries because it fell on it. The implication is if it would aid it, you wouldn't have to pay at all. But that doesn't make sense. If you have to pay for when it damaged, definitely should have to pay when it ate. I understand you're paying maybe a smaller, um, a smaller uh, calculation. Again, there's two ways to calculate. There's masha hizik, which is that you pay, you destroy strawberries, you ate strawberries, you pay for the value of strawberries. Which we'll see in today's daf how you calculate that. There's a way to calculate. This is not you're not paying for the value of strawberries. You're paying for the value of food that you would place in the stead of strawberries. So let's say instead of strawberries, I'll put cheap tomatoes. So you pay for cheap tomatoes. But why did it say that it dafka damaged through falling and not through eating? So the Gemara says, Lemi boy, comer. The truth is, of course you have to pay if it ate. But it's Lemi boy, it's Pasha. Loim boy, achla, is Of course, if it ate, if it fell onto strawberries and ate it, of course you have to pay for the strawberries. Avnechtaba, the Chiddush is that if it fell onto the strawberries and destroyed the strawberries by falling on it, who maybe you don't have to pay. Why? Because maybe you could tell the owner of the strawberry patch, you saved my animal. You did a mitzvah of Hatzalah. It's not Hatzalah's nefashis, Hatzalah's mammon. You saved my animal. You, you scared away a lion. So you saved my animal. So because you saved my animal, you did a mitzvah. I don't have to pay for it. Hold on one second. Recording. So you might think that because he's doing a mitzvah of Hatzalah's mammon, you shouldn't have to pay. He's doing a mitzvah. That should be the payment. Kamash so the Gemara says, hey, Why taka do you pay? If he's taka did a mitzvah, so maybe the, you know, he's if he's mechoyiv to save his friend's money, and he did a mitzvah, then why taka do I pay? So the Gemara says two answers. First of all, it's not like he did a hatzol call. He didn't know he was doing a mitzvah. Meaning if he chose to, you know, put strawberries out and said, fall on the strawberries, I'll save you. Okay, then he did a mitzvah be a diamond. He did it with kavana. This case, he didn't even know he was doing a mitzvah. You can't do a mitzvah against someone's will and make them, you know, and then say they don't have to pay. Inami, another explanation. Generally, when you're doing a mitzvah to save your friend, you don't lose money. Hatzalah members, they lose their time. They're not losing money. Over here, he's doing a mitzvah of saving his friend's animal, but he's losing the strawberries in the process, so you have to pay. The Mishnah said the case where it fell into the patch that you only pay Masha Nenis and not Masha Hizik is where it fell Ba'onas. So what's the case? So Ravkana Amar Ravkana said it slipped on its own urine. So how would or it slipped on anything slippery where you didn't know that was going to happen? Like it started urinating and slipped on it. That's mamish anonis. How am I supposed to protect that? Rava Amar less of a You're walking with sheep in Rosh Hashanah. And one sheep from your flock pushed the other sheep. They were wrestle, wrestling a little bit, knocked it into the garden. It's a little bit less of an onus, as the Gemara is going to explain, because over there, you could argue that I should have 
made sure that my animals walk one at a time and not next to each other. That's what Gemara says. If you hold that the animal's pushing each other is an onus, you're considered an onus if it slipped on the urine. But if you consider it an onus, if you categorize the onus as slipping in the urine, but why would you look at the case where the animals push each other? You'd say, you'd say, that's not an onus, you have to pay full damage. Because you could tell the guy, you should have walked them one at a time. That's not an onus, that's on you. The case is, again, it falls into a strawberry patch, and then it eats, you know, where it fell. And it's an onus, so you only have to pay mashananis. Now, at some point, the Gemara says, it says, Rav Ka'ana, lo yishan It's only an onus if it ate that the spot that it fell. But if it starts walking around the whole field and eating the whole field, then the rest that it ate, it's not an onus anymore. Then it goes back to mashahizik. You have to pay full damages. Because I understand you want to, listen, when it's an onus then, and it damages or eats through an onus, then it's mashalam is mashananis, a smaller calculation. If it's not an onus, it's um so I understand that if you want to say that it fell onto a spot and ate the exact spot where it fell, I can't stop that. But if it starts walking around the entire field, I got to pay for that full damage because that's not known as anymore. I got to get the animal out. Rav Yochan disagrees. He says, no, I feel like he's no, even the whole day. And if it's walking around, even if it's the whole day, and even if it's, even if it's the whole day, and even if it's, uh, from spot to spot in the field, that's considered onus because it's not easy for me to get my to get into the field. A lot of times, you know, I'm not even allowed into the field, and it's not so easy for me to get into the field. That's considered an onus. When does the onus stop? When it leaves and then goes back. If it left the field, I got to stop it from going back. Now says the Gemara, he clarifies. I'm Rav Papa. Let's say I took it out of the field or it left the field. And then it snuck its way in against my will and onus. No good. You have to pay full. Why? My timer, what's the reason? Once it knows there's food there, it's going to go back. Therefore, I have to have a higher level shmira. Meaning, normally we said that if it's an onus and it gets into the field, you pay mashananis. But once it's in the field once, if it finds its way back in the field a second time, even if it looks like it's an onus, you have to pay full damage. Why? Because now you know the animal knows that there's food there, and therefore it's going to go there every time. And therefore you need a heightened level shmir to stop it from going into that field. Okay, here's the question. Yorda Kedarka, it goes into the field, Napa onus, regular. Now if I let it into the field, not an onus, it's pshia, and then it eats or damages, you have to pay full damages. What if I let it into the field, and then it gave birth, and the liquid, um, and the, 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 you know, the, the water from the birth ruined uh, strawberries, whatever. So here's the question, do I have to pay? On the one hand, so it's very similar to Tchilas of bonus. It was a pshia to let it in there, but then it gave birth. I mean, how is that? It's an onus. So the Gemara explains. If you hold this is definitely The question is, if you hold Potter, what would you say here? My, what is the halacha? Do we say, Do you say, well, this is a classic case of, it begins with pshia, by me letting it into the field, but it ended with onus, by giving birth. 
Or do you say, no, this entire thing is a Shia, why? You know that it's about to give birth, you should not be taking it publicly anywhere. So therefore, it's not an onus. It's really entirely Pshia. Because you knew it's about to give birth, you shouldn't have brought it anywhere near uh, someone else's patch. Go to the next page. You should have been more careful with it. Therefore, it's We are not sure. Okay. Then the Mishnah said, that if it actually went in and ate regular, no onus, so you pay Masha Hizik. But as we said, let's say it eats five pounds of strawberries. You don't go into the store, figure out the value of five pounds of strawberries and pay. That's too high. What you do is you figure out the value of a saw. Let's say a saw is like an acre. You figure out the value of the acre with the strawberries that you ate, and then you deduct the value of the acre if the strawberries are gone. So let's say you ate... 30 feet of strawberry. So you figure out the value of an acre with the 30 feet and without the 30 feet. And then that's the value. The Gemara is going to explain. First, we have to figure out what, how do you know that's the form of calculation. You don't just pay like straight up for the strawberries. And then we have to figure out exactly how you do that calculation. So the Gemara says, How do I know that, that's the, that you don't pay exactly for the value of the items in the store, but you figure out the value of a base saw and deduct? Because Amr, the Pasuk says that it ate in another field. It means that when you calculate the value, you calculate it based on the value of another field. I mean, you don't just figure out the value of strawberries, you figure out the value based on another field. So you figure out a large field and then deduct the value of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, the area that you ate. Now, the Gemara says, I thought Bir B'Steacher is used to tell you that there's no Chayiv or Shein V'Regel Right? Shein V'Regel, Shein, is only Chayiv B'Shus HaYochid, not B'Shus because Steacher, V'Lerushus So how could Steacher teach you that the form of calculation, I thought it's to teach you that you don't, uh, that you're not Chayiv in Rishus HaRabim. So Im came, the answer is, I'll tell you why. If it was just to teach Rishus HaRabim, Lichta Rachon Bir B'Steachavero, then just say Chavero. My Steacher, Steacher tells you that you do the calculation based on a larger plot of land. The Gemara says, well, I get that, that's very good. Maybe that's the entire drasha. How do you know it's at all Rosh Hashanah? I'll tell you why it's for both. If the Pasuk was just telling me how to do the calculation, then this Pasuk would be found in the Pasuk regarding, in the in the section of the Sukkim, regarding the payment. But Bir B'Steacher is actually found in the damaging part of this. Right? The Pasuk has two parts. There's the beginning of the Pasuk, which talks about the damaging, and then the next two couple of Pasukim, which talk about the calculations. If it was just to tell you how you calculate it, it would be in the calculation section. But because it's found in the damaging section, it's obviously tell you both. That is, it's Bir B'Steacher, the Loshon, tells you that you figure out uh, the 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 payment is based on a larger field, but where, but the fact that it's in the psukim by damages tells you that it's brishus ayachav or brishus arab, telling you where the damage takes place. Okay, hechi shemina. How do you figure out the value? So let's say we said you take a saw, a base saw, which let's say is an acre. So you take an acre, you figure out the value of an acre with the strawberries, and then minus the strawberries that it ate. The Gemara actually feels you need a second calculation. Because to figure out the value of an acre is also a little bit tough, because it depends on how much acres are people buying. Are they just buying just the acre? Like, what's the value of an acre? Well, it depends. If you're just buying an acre, it's going to be a certain amount. If you're buying 10,000 acres, then the value of an acre is going to be much less. So the Gemara says, Here's what you do. 
you figure out the value of an acre based on 60 acres, 60 saw. So you figure out the value of 60 saw. Then let's say it's $600, okay? Then you say, well, okay, the value of a saw then is a 60th. And then within that saw, you figure out the value of, of with the strawberries or without. So you make two calculations. You figure out the value of a saw based on the sale of 60 saw. Then once you have the value of a saw, then you uh, deduct the value of the strawberries damaged. The problem is, this is, once you're doing the value of a saw based on 60 saw, the more saw you buy, the price drops, right? That's just always the way it works. Rav Yarin doesn't like that because he says that's, that's too cheap, right? If you're figuring out the base of an acre, the value of an acre based on if I buy 60 acres, well, if I buy 60 acres, then the value of acres is not going to be that much because the more you buy, the, the price drops. He says, it's actually, you do, you, you figure out the value of a base saw based on half base saws. Meaning, instead of figuring it one acre for 60 acres, you figure out the value of a half acre first by 30 acres. Then, so you figure out the value of a half acre based on the ratio of you're buying 30 acres. Then you times it by two. So you have a half acre, double it. And then you figure out the value. That's how he calculates it. And Chizki Yomar, easy. Kalach B'Shishim Klochem. It's very simple. According to him, what you do is um, you don't actually figure out the value of a base saw. You just figure out the value of an, a land 60 times larger than what you ate. Meaning, let's say the animal ate uh, half an acre. So you figure out the value of 60 times that amount. So it's 30 acres. And then you minus what the animal ate. Now let's say, like, um, meaning you always figure out the value based on a deduction of 60 times larger than the than the d- destroyed area. So let's say the animal ate 100 stalks. So you figure out the value based on how much, uh, what's the value of 6,000 stalks. Once you have that value, then, um, yeah. Okay, one second. Yeah, there's only one calculation. That's the point. The first two opinions have two calculations. You figure out the value of a saw based on a larger area, either 60 saw or 30 half saws. And then once you have a saw, then you deduct the area. Uh, Chizkiah's approach is, is different. You just figure out the value based on um, a price of a land 60 times larger than the damage. So let's say it ate a half an acre. In progress. So let's say the animal ate, uh, you know, I don't know, a half an acre. You just figure out 60 times larger than that. If you were selling a plot 60 times larger than that, what would the price be difference now that you'd hate it? Whatever the da- damaged area is, 10 feet. So you figure out what if you were selling 6,000 uh, 6, feet of land. And then with the area destroyed, without. That's it. Much easier. Okay. So basically no one is saying that you actually pay for the strawberries themselves. It's either two calculations of 60 saw or 30 saw or just 60 times larger than the devastated area. You're not figuring out the devastated area, meaning if it ate 10 feet, you're not figuring out the value of 10 feet destroyed. That's not what you're doing. So the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon, the Brisa says, I'm sorry, Mesa, have a kasha, achla kava kavayim, if an animal ate kava, two kavs of produce, enam tisham demeim, you don't pay for the value in the store. You figure out the as if it's a small plot of land, the and you evaluate it based on land. 
Now that kind of sounds like you're not doing 60 times bigger. My lab if it sounds like you're just valuing damage area by itself. The answer is loy b'shishim. No, that's what it means, shishim. Okay. Tan Rabbonon. This is a very cryptic price. It says, You don't evaluate a kav because then it benefits the damager. You don't evaluate a base core. Um, this means the area of land that produces a base core. You don't figure out the value of land of an area that develop, that produces a base core because that's too uh, inexpensive. Now, what, what does this mean? What are we talking about? Let's say the animal ate a cob of land. You don't figure out the value of a land that produces 60 cob. I'll tell you why. Apparently, if you're buying land that just produces 60 cob a year, it's a very small plot of land, and it was actually surprisingly expensive because nobody sells that parcel of land on their own unless you're like a, a guy who's like a startup and you want to like make a name for yourself so you would buy that type of parcel of land so the actual cost was was higher because it wasn't common to sell such a small plot of land on its own so doing that would actually um meaning Yeah, meaning if let's say the animal ate a cob of land, a cob of produce, you don't figure out the value of land that's big enough to just produce 60 kavim because, um, the way they describe in articles, a field that produces 60 cobs is relatively cheap. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not, it's, it's, it's not that it's, it's, it's very cheap because it's, it was only bought by Aniam because no one, no one would buy such a small parcel of land. So therefore, it wouldn't be a very high value. So then, but then the Bryce says, but then you don't figure out the value of, uh, you don't figure out the value of a core based on shishim core, and what that means is, if let's say the animal ate a core, which was a very large, 180 saw, uh, calves, so instead of eating one cob, it ate 180 calves, which is a core, you don't figure out the value of land that produces 60 core, because... Apparently, the land that produces 60 core is such a high production land that it never went on the market. It's like buying a baseball, like a baseball team. Like it never goes on the market, so the price is very, very high. So what do you do? As we're going to see, you just do shishim. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Now, before we continue, Maskar Vahunabar Manoyach, Haivale base core, Vale Kurmi Baile. It's a bit of a problem. It started with it ate a kav, and then it said it ate a base core. A base core is a plot of land. It should say that it ate a core. Right, kav and kur are measurements. Base kur is is area. It doesn't eat area; it eats amounts. So the Gemara says, "You're right." Meaning means like this. This is how you're supposed to read the brisa. You don't figure out the value of a kav on its own. Meaning, if it just ate a kav of, of fruit, you don't go to the store and figure out how much would that cost, because that's going to be very expensive. And you don't figure out the value of a kav in a city in a in a, in a field that makes a base core because that's nothing. That's too little of a calculation. El Rather, you do sixty times larger than the devastated area. Okay. Now, till now, we're going the 60 times calculation is when the animal does damage. There was a certain person who cut down a tree. 
He cut down a very big tree. Now the question is, how do you figure that value? So do you just figure out the value of the tree, or do you do this calculation of 60 times of how much 60 trees would be, and then minus one? So also the comment of the Galusa, he came before the Reish Galusa, so the Reish Galusa said, I know how valuable the tree is. Why? Because I saw that tree that was cut down, it was in a grouping of three trees. There were three trees there originally. And I know I know that all three trees together were worth 100 Zuz. So you cut down a tree that was worth 33.3 Zuz. So Zilhavali, give him 33.3 Zuz. Meaning he was just doing the calculation of what you destroyed, you paid for. Amar, the damager said, Why do I go to Reish Galusa? He can give me Persian, Persian Dinim. I want Torah Dinim. This is against the Torah. So also the commentary of Nachman. So Rav Nachman said, Rav Nachman said, you're right. You don't figure out the value of the tree itself. You figure out the value based on the calculation of 60 trees deducted. Now Rava disagreed with Rav Nachman. Why? Because he says, in Amr that whole ratio thing was only when an animal that you owned caused damage. But when you yourself did the damage, this guy cut down the tree. If you yourself did the damage, you have to pay the higher value. You pay for what you destroyed. That whole thing of 60 is only when the animal does it. Now, how do I know this? Meaning, Rava is saying that there is a difference between the animal destroying or you destroying. When the animal shishim, when you destroy it, it's not shishim. The problem is, Abaya is going to prove from Rava, Abaya is going to prove to Rava that I don't see such a distinction. You're making a distinction between Nizke Memoinoi to Nizke Gufoi. Nizke Memoinoi uses the calculation of 60 times to figure out the value of the damage. Nizke Gufoi, you pay for what you destroyed. You're making a distinction between the two. Abaya doesn't like her, because Abaya says to Rava, we're going to see in a moment, there's a Brisa that discusses Hezek, and it discusses Nizke Mamen and Nizke Gufoi, and it doesn't say Shishim by either. So what do you have to say? By Nizke Mamen, we know it's Shishim. So you'll say by Nizke Gufoi, it's also Shishim, meaning your whole source to make a distinction because it never says Shishim by Nizke Mamen, by Nizke Gufoi. I'll be honest with you, it doesn't say Shishim either by the Bryces. You have to fill it in. Once you're going to fill it in, fill it in by both. Why is it that when the person himself does damage, you don't do the shishim, titania? Because the Bryce doesn't say shishim when it does the calculation. The Bryce says, If you destroy your, your fellow vineyards while the fruit is still blossoming, so it's not fully grown yet. So, how do you figure out what you destroy? Because it's not like they're fully grown yet, so they don't have value yet. So you just figure out the value of the field before you destroy it to after. That's how you figure it out. The ilu shishim like a tani. You never mention shishim. So you see there is no shishim. That's your source. And because it doesn't mention shishim when a person destroys. Here's the problem. Keep going. The problem is the Bryce also, regarding your animal's destruction, also doesn't mention Shishim. And we know that you have to calculate Shishim. What's the answer? The Bryce didn't go into such details. So too by a person, although the Bryce didn't say it, you also calculate Shishim. Titania, how do I know that by an animal destroying, it doesn't say Shishim, but you have to instill a Shishim, but it doesn't say it. Titania, Katma Natiya, if your animal destroyed a young tree, this is the calculation. A tree in its first year, you pay two mana. Bashtesh on him, two years. Arba kesef, you pay four. Och lechaziz, let's say it ate uh, newly sprouted grain. That's, I guess they're not fully grown yet. Rav Yaisi, Aymer, Nidin, Rav Yaisi says, you figure out, now but notice, no one said Shishim, but of course you're supposed to use Shishim. That's the point. But the point is, 
Rabbi Yossi says, here's how you figure it out. If the if the pro, if the produce is still is unripe, you, you figure out the value of ripe produce. Meaning you look as if it's destroyed a ripe produce, because it was gonna get ripe, even though it's possible it would get destroyed, but you look as if it's going to be ripe. The Rabbanu say, no, you figure out the value of the land before the destruction and after. You don't say it's ripe. It's not ripe now. You figure it out. Go to the next page. A third case. Um, yeah. We'll do a little bit more. And then maybe tomorrow we'll reanalyze this. If it ate budding grapes that are unripe, so Rav Yehushua says we look at, let's say it ate a bushel of unripe grapes. So you figure out the value of a bushel of ripe grapes and you pay for what ripe because it was going to get ripe. Chum say no, the Chum say no, you pay for the value, you look at the value of the area that you devastated with unripe grapes and then with no grapes, you look at the value. Rav Shimon, Yehuda, I'm Rishim, Rav Shimon. Now we know that Rav Shimon says you pay for the actual value of the item itself. Rav Shimon says, "Bamedvar Murim, Bizman Shachalul Legefanim Bechuyateinim." Avolacha Pagam Abayse Rayin Eisekila Novim Imdisli Batsa. Rav Shimon feels that if it ate ripe things, you pay for the value of the item itself. So let's say it ate a bushel of ripe strawberries, you pay for strawberries what they're cost in the store. If it's unripe, then I agree. But if it's ripe, that's Rav Shimon. Katani Mias, what do you see? This Bryce that talks about calculation in never mentioned Shishim. Doesn't say shishim. What do you have to say? Although it didn't say shishim, shishim. You have to inst- add the word shishim. So hachanami. So too by nezek of a goof. When a person does damage, although it doesn't say shishim, shishim. You you calculate with shishim, and therefore there's no difference between nezek of a goof and nezek of a behema. In both cases, the calculation is done with shishim. Stop here.